Racers and Rental Cars Podcast with your host, Top Fuel Cam, Cameron Bray, and his co-host, Mr. Top Sportsman, Don O'Neill. Welcome to this episode of Racers and Rental Cars Podcast. Typically, I would say welcome to this week's episode, but I have been off on a month hiatus of life, racing, and trying to just get my arms wrapped around herding cats, uh, if you will. So we're going to crank one out i thought it was funny they asked me about changing the podcast to bi-monthly uh thank you itunes and i said you know that's uh that's probably not a bad idea Uh, you would think that you can pull off recording right get 30 or 45 minutes like just something like it should not be that hard and i'm here to tell you it's damn hard. And it's just a matter of I have got to figure out a way to make it happen, whether I'm traveling, not here, not feeling well, just dog ass tired, whatever the case may be. I know, right? Excuses. That's it. Let me write that down. Don, stop making excuses. All right. That's on the checklist. So, but it is difficult. It is extremely difficult to pull that off on a weekly basis. And I, I'm telling you, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to put effort into getting better. And that's the best that I can give you. I hope that uh, each and every one of you that does tune in or checks your download library on iTunes or Spotify, wherever it may be. I greatly appreciate you doing that on a weekly basis. I will get better at social media. Uh, I have been trying to keep up with social media, and it has been a struggle just for me to juggle my own. So why, right? Okay, so here, let, let's talk about like what I'm going to consider the pink elephant in the room, right? So without a shadow of a doubt 2023 has been uh, just a roller coaster and so why do i say that right and in like how do i give it that type of descriptive word i don how did you pick roller coaster so at the end of 22 internally we made a conscious decision to change our racing program internally with the way our cars are operating and and performance-wise. So that put it in a situation where we, we had to go through some changes and manufacturing and so forth, right? And you got the circus that you got to try to to get through and i'm sorry i just consider life a circus like you got clowns and monkeys and rings of fire and so forth that you're jumping through um and so the you know the camaro legitimately has just been going through the process to make these changes 
during that time frame, ownership's car, JB and Tori, you know, they had, uh, we thought we were going to start the year out pretty decent and we had some engine issues that we just did not see coming. And that in turn slowed that process down. So it has just been a, a very slow process. That being said, we had to slow down some of our marketing partnerships and the search for marketing partnerships because we knew that we were not going to be 100% come the beginning of 2023. And so lately I have been dragging my fingernails uh, across my MacBook and looking and creating different angles and so forth, doing research uh, all the while, while taking in the fact that I have had a couple opportunities to hold a steering wheel, hold a microphone throughout 2023, watch some young people graduate college and move through life and, and so forth. So there's just been a lot going on in the world. And it almost makes it seem sometimes like I just cannot keep water out of my boat, <laughs> if you will. So uh, that being said, the Camaro has made its way back to lovely Southern Indiana recently. And the process has begun to finish the little LS that could, if you will. And so hopefully, you know, in the next couple months, that will take on a new new form of motivation for myself and, and JB and Tori and the team and, and the organization and our partners that have stuck with us as we have made this change. And I'll be looking forward to uh, showing that off at some point in the near future here of the last half of 2023. That being said still been sharp still been driving a race car even though have not uh have not had anything to jump up and down about but still the ability to be able to get in a car that uh, make very few laps in and still be able to do well on the christmas tree navigate down the racetrack and and so forth and just not had things fall my way yet and that will happen so all of that being said, I've seen a lot of places in 2023, done a lot of traveling, if you will, and uh, have enjoyed that. Golly, dr driving Ford race cars. I guess that's a, that's, if you had that on your bingo card for Don O'Neill's 2023, uh, God bless you, because I definitely didn't have it on my bingo card. But nonetheless, I'm grateful for those opportunities and the people that let me do what I really, truly am passionate and enjoy doing. And that's, that's competing in the lovely world of drag racing. So that being said, let's jump off into what's been going on and probably what everyone is most assuredly tired of talking about. Uh, I know I poked a couple hornet's nests earlier this week. Uh, over what transpired over the weekend. And I um got a I was very happy, right? There, there's there's one thing about it, right? Like it, when you're 
when you're out here in the media or however you want to say it and, and you have a voice or people actually listen to you, it's nice when you make a comment or you make a statement and then there are other individuals in the, in the realm of motorsports that most assuredly have way more clout than I do. Right. They just, they just do, but you make the, you make the statement first and you put yourself out there on an Island and you take the shots. And then you see those individuals that have the clout and they come out and they are saying the exact same things. And like, they're, you're all out there on that same Island. And that, that is one of those uh, enjoyable moments when you all get together. Right. Like, so, and, and again, like that's the best part about America, right? Like, our, our our rights our freedom like we it it's safe it is safe for us to agree to disagree right and, and i'm one of those individuals that i can respect your perspective opinion thought process what however you want to label it right however you want to i am one of those people i can do that and not have ill will towards you i'm not going to get angry swear cuss at you like, oh, you're, you're wrong. No, I, I say it from the standpoint of stating if you're, you're wrong from the aspect of not seeing how it is good for our sport. You may not agree with it, but understand how it is good for our sport. Now, if you're one of those individuals that says, well, no. You're you're saying I'm wrong, and I don't agree with you. you know, okay, um, I, I've done some research, and there's some people that have you know put it out there and threw some challenges about what transpired, and so I had to take their point of view, and I had to go do some research, inquired with some folks that much more, again much more knowledgeable in the research world, and we came up snake eyes. We couldn't, we couldn't find anything. So let's, let's talk more about the drag racing world. And, and before, and before we get off in it, cause like I said, I made a, made a comment on social media, had some back and forth, had some people that supported, had some people that didn't. And that's, and that's great. I pre always appreciate the back and forth, but before I start off on my, on my direction of this, or like some deeper thoughts. I want to let each and every one of you know, uh, do yourself a favor this week's uh, Shake and Bake show and West Buck show. There are some conversations in there about the world of drag racing and the and overall in the world of motorsports. Some perspectives. Don't want to steal them from those guys. Go watch their shows uh, because the economic piece of of our sports and, and when i say that i mean i'm i am every every segment of motorsports is is has their struggles okay we all do because it's something that we all choose to do not that we have to do we're all trying to make careers and livings out of driving race cars or working on race teams uh working in high performance parts whether it's manufacturing engineering designing 
selling, whatever the case is, right? But we all have issues. We all have challenges that, that are ongoing. And 99.9% of the time, on that, you know, SWAT, if you will, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, financial income, just a simple one word, money, comes into play. Always does. Always will. That is just the world that we live in. So go check out those two shows. Great things. I love listening to those guys. Yeah, I think, you know, and it may be it may be a little bit of uh of elevated from that standpoint, but I'm pretty sure if you got us got got some of us that are out here and we're throwing out perspectives, having opinions, talking, trying to promote the world of motorsports. If you put us in a room, we'd start solving problems. We'd start solving problems. And you probably some some of them you might not like the way we would go about doing it, but we would be solving problems for the good. So uh Go check out those shows. All right, so let's let's start off. Let's start off with the one that I think most people can't parallel with to look at, and that is Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson. So Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson had an issue on Sunday during the NASCAR race. And fandom took over in social media, Twitter, um, and even on the broadcast, if you will. Uh, Kyle Petty being very vocal about Denny Hamlin and and so forth uh, of his actions. Now, I am not a Denny Hamlin fan. I'm not. I listen to Actions Dental Podcast on Dirty Mo Media. I listen to Dale Jr. I listen to Door Bumper Clear. Uh, I listen for the insights and perspectives. Dale Jr. brings it from not only a racer and a business, but he also brings it from the TV side. Uh, Door Bumper Clear, they bring in their perspective because Brett Griffith, Casey Boat, they've got a lot of experience on the driver uh, branding, marketing, sponsorship, activation side. So they've got insight there that that they offer up quite frequently. They talk about Adam Stern and, and some other people that are very, very in on the know on a lot of, of marketing and sponsorships in the world of NASCAR. Um, they, and, and of course, Denny Hamlin, I mean, one of the newest team owners with Michael Jordan from North Carolina, love MJ. And they brought companies in and have continued to activate on that side uh, just like there's no tomorrow. And so listening to them with a very level, open-minded approach, everybody was happy about what transpired on Sunday. It was good for the sport of NASCAR. I mean, let's Ryan Priest and Corey LaJoy exchanging blows at the end of the race. Great. Austin Dillon chucking his $5,000 helmet across the racetrack. It's good for the sport. It's good for the fans. 
whether you're a fan of those drivers or of those teams or you're not. It is the fact that there is a news cycle that takes place that involves eyeballs. Eyeballs. Entertainment. Okay? Like, so you're not let, let's I, I gotta back up because somebody I that just triggered something in my mind. Somebody had said something to me about well, you know, politics, the news, you know, they tell you they they turn everything the way they want you to, they're manipulating. Okay. When it comes to sports, when it comes to sports and the ratings and the impressions and the eyeballs and the extension of the value, the return, how it's all manipulated. I say manipulated, but it's actually how it's all figured out, how all that is done. That's not done by the media. Okay. We, if there's articles out there that are written and you click on them because it's your driver and there's a headline there. Okay. Yes. I'm going to tell you, okay, that's called clickbait. But at the same point, you're a fan and you're of that individual. So you're going to click on it. You're going to look right. That driver, that team or that business segment. Okay. So set that aside. The people that follow the sport, whether they're true blue, they're fair weather, they're so-so because they're events or their cookouts or their get togethers, uh, or they go to the racetrack is a, family outing, whatever the case is, right? However, it's broke down. Eyeballs on TV, eyeballs streaming, downloads, the impressions that FedEx gets or Hendrick, HendrickCars.com or Sunoco or Verizon, uh, or I'm sorry, Xfinity, Xfinity gets, Bush. All of this stuff matters. Because it's good for the sport. Because there is the evaluation that's done. The the <laughs> the it just came out like I think last week. Business of NASCAR. You can go, you can Google it and come up, and you can get a sample report. It's kind of a downsized deal. It's like three thousand dollars to download the whole the whole report of NASCAR, all their sponsorship deals, how much money has been invested, so forth and so on, right? So these things that happen are good. I don't care whether you think Denny Hamlin's a hack or you think Kyle Larson is under the table. He's always, you know, putting people in in same positions like Denny put him in or whatever back and forth. I don't care what side you take. As long as you can understand that I stand in the middle and I'm taking the side that it's good for the sport. I don't have to pick a side. Because I want the sport as a whole to benefit. And it and it go it truly goes back it's and you may remember like a while ago we talked about camping world coming into NHRA drag racing and someone had asked me, well, your ownership group has an RV dealership. How does that make you feel? Great. I'm glad they're here. 
it's good for business. Yeah, this um, I don't know this perspective or thought process that you always have to have some side of negative connotation about something happening or a negative reaction that something happened. Well, you know, I, I got three rules that I kind of joke around about and, and I say them in jest, but the people that are closest in my circle to me know that they truly are what it boils down to one. Are you bleeding? Are you being shot at? Is someone dying? If answer is yes to any of those three questions, you can totally be up in the air with me and we'll figure it out. I mean, I will, I will give it my due diligence. If it's not, and you're upset and you're out in the wind and you're flapping at 300 miles an hour, calm down. We can handle this. I promise you. But if somebody's shooting at us, somebody's bleeding, somebody's dying. All right, we got to act right now. Let's make some decisions and move forward. The other stuff, just hold, just hold, breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth. Give me good five breaths and let's think about this and we can handle it. I promise you. So. (laughs) Fast forward later in the day. (laughs) Well, first thing that same Sunday or yeah, I think it was Sunday morning getting a text with a screenshot of a social media post from Seattle made me laugh. Okay. It did made me laugh. But at the same point I went, man, you know what? I wouldn't be real happy about that. Matter of fact, that probably would have, that probably would have got me to make a little, maybe a little walk. I'd have to take a little walk. I'd have to go swing by somebody's pit outside the ropes, of course, and have a conversation. Um, one-on-one eyeball to eyeball, but nah, that's not the way. It's not the way JR took the approach. He decided I'm going to let him have it on TV. So Seattle, Alex Laughlin, JR Todd. Now, I want to eliminate something that uh, somebody else sent me in a private message about J.R. Todd in regards to he's always whining. Um, saying that it was uh, it, it's all it, it's unprofessional behavior. So. Is it unprofessional behavior when when Kevin Harvick gets out of his bush car and says, this car is junk? Is that unprofessional behavior? Does that make Tony Stewart or Stewart Haas Racing, does that make them feel good? Like, should they be upset? He gets out and says, this car is junk. 
mean, you can take that a couple different ways. J.R. Todd taking shots at John Force. He's had a couple times that he totally could have just let it go. You can go back a few episodes. I talked about it. J.R. Todd took the high road. And I'll be quite honest. I don't know how he did. He legitimately got run over at the beginning of their season. And, and, and when we get to the end of 23, depending upon how this plays out, that'll be a, that will be a definitive turning. Somebody, somebody in Kalita Motorsports is going to look back and go, that right there was a turn. This is another situation where it's good for our sport. You got one guy who's been to eight career finals and got four wallies. You got another guy that's been to 43 finals in two classes, 19 wallies, and a world championship. I, you got one guy that's been on Discovery Channel, uh, Hoonigan Speed Society. Uh, he's been in an A fuel car. He's done top fuel. Uh, got Travis Pastrana over at Z Max a year ago. Um, I, I mean, pro stock car, one World Series of. Uh, 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 drag race and world series pro mod pro stock deal down there at Orlando with West Bucks camp. Um, driving a funny car. I radio car drives, has driven radio cars, won, won some big events, some, uh, you know, quote unquote big tire, small tire stuff. But Alex has been a social media sensation. There is not. I don't think. I don't. I do not think there's one person in the, let's just say, drag racing world of NHRA. I'm, I want to make sure it's a, a very small, this is a very small segment, okay, that would tell you that Alex Laughlin has not done an outstanding job of creating content, drama, Animosity, <laughs> haters, followers, likes. I mean, you you could almost you could almost go out there and say Alex Lawson's has a cult like following of people around him. I mean, he's went after Big Chief. I mean, he's uh, Birdman. I mean, Alex is not. Backed down when it comes to the digital world of memes, video clips, and, you know, eight fingers and two thumbs. He's not. You cannot take that away from him. Period. End of story. He does a great job using digital media for his 
benefit of his career in progression. What I mean, that that's him. So if you're not an Alex Laughlin fan, well, okay. Don't be his fan, but pay attention and respect what he's done. Now. You're not J.R. Todd's fan. Okay. Don't be his fan. But respect what J.R. Todd has done. And what he's doing. A lot of people don't remember this, but it wasn't long ago. J.R. Todd was sitting on a couch in Brownsburg, Indiana, going, I don't really know if I'm going to have a, a career driving a race car anymore in life until the phone rings and he's on a plane to Vegas to drive for, for Mr. Kalita. There, there's only two left out there in the sport. J.R. Todd and Sean Langdon. They don't have a brand attached to their back pocket that they drag around from team to team. Or to a team so that they can have a seat. They are. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, let's go back to Tony Stewart hiring Josh Berry. All right. There's Josh Berry doesn't have any money tied to his back pocket that he's dragging through the doors at Stewart Haas Racing. And neither does Sean Langdon and J.R. Todd. And they are two great drivers. And they're honestly, I mean, if you walk up to have a conversation, get a picture, get an autograph, take your kid who likes drag racing, this junior dragster, I mean, or you you're not good, you you think J.R. Todd and Sean Langdon forgot where they came from? I mean, I remember J.R. Todd at Rockingham Dragway in the IHRA days. I mean, we had some kids in the IHRA days. Josh Starcher, J.R. Todd. I mean, they're over there driving top fuel cars. I, I mean, I don't uh, take the pot shots. Take them. I, we need, we need, we need, we need confrontations now i say that to say this i had some people make comments about professionals and sports and and, and so forth they wire up players and put on field microphones on the court microphones around the ice microphones heck NASCAR plays the in-car sound from drivers of the things that they say about other drivers. It is what moves the needle is raw, damn emotion. It's what we want to see. The relatability. Start breaking this down. Start, sit back and think about this. 
when you start looking at drag racers, there are some drag racers that make good living. Okay. Got nice houses, drive nice cars, right? Take nice trips, right? Okay. NASCAR, completely different level. F1, completely different level. But the access ability to drag racing is different than NASCAR and F1. So in drag racing, the relatability in any level, in any level, with any driver to fans is key. Is key. Drivers that talk about their loved ones, their family members that are firemen or policemen or in the military, they're, they're having medical issues. They're tied to, to this type of research and foundation and they love the New York Yankees and what, you know, I, I mean, everything about it, it, everything about a person, a crew member, a crew chief, a driver, whatever it is that can relate to somebody in the stands that bought a ticket. Now, if they see it on social media and they go, you know what? I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like anybody talking about my sponsor either. I don't like anybody talking about my kids, little league sponsor. I don't like that. You know what? I I, I can get on board with J.R. Todd. You know what? Next time they come to town, I'm going to go buy a ticket. Next time it's on TV, I'm J.R. Todd just got a new friend. Oh, look at this guy. He's clowning him about being a clown in a commercial. Oh, I like that kind of, I like that kind of humor right there. That's some dark stuff right there. I'm an Alex Laughlin fan. I'm going to watch that on TV the next time they come to town. Folks, our customers, our fans need to be entertained in a manner in which they relate and choose to spend their valuable time and economic leftover dollars in today's very tough economy and lifestyle of living with our sport. I like the phrase critical thinking that somebody threw at me. You have got to take blinders, glasses, contacts. Hell, I don't know. Go get LASIK surgery. When you sit back and you start to try to paint things out of the sport, out of people, that you turn around and watch in other sports that motivate you and excite you? What are you doing? What are you doing? People watch UFC fights. Floyd Mayweather and McGregor. How much money did they have? And do you think any of those sponsors that were involved with them on those endorsement deals gave two rips about what they said to one another during a fight weigh-in or a Twitter battle or anything else? Absolutely not, because the needle was moving. It's entertainment. God bless Johnny D. He and I used to have this conversation all the time. Are we a motorsports association or are we in the entertainment business? We are in the entertainment business. People spend money to be 
entertained. If you don't think that's the case, why do we have jet cars, fireworks shows, and concerts? Why does NASCAR pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to top-tier music bands and artists to come into venues and put on shows for their fans? They make it part of the ticket. It's what brings them in. If we went and, and we promoted a two out of three match race between Alex Laughlin and J.R. Todd, and we turned them loose on social media and did it at, oh, let me pick a really, really good one. Oh, Friday night gateway during the Midwest Nationals. Gateway, St. Louis folks party. It's in the middle of the country. It'll be cool. Nitro, the nitro flames will be high. And let the smack talking begin. The betting will be going crazy in the stands. And Chris Blair and Nettie will be pulling their hair out because they're going to go, where can we park one more damn car? Weird. Folks, we're in the entertainment business. Period. We're a rate. We we race to entertain. The cars going up and down the track are somewhat of a byproduct. We want carnival, Woodstock music festival like celebration events. That's what we want. That is what people want. Are there diehards out there that they could care less about that? Just settle it on the racetrack. Okay, well, yeah, that's still the same people that used to watch Dale Earnhardt pull up behind people going around the racetrack and knew, wait till he gets there, he's going to run his ass over. And he's still selling more t-shirts. I I just, I'm sorry. I fail to see the challenges that people can are saying or trying to come up with, trying to convince me that this is bad for our sport. NHRA goes and they find race teams because they want to get into physical altercation in the pits or on the starting line. Uh, I, I, okay. We're not the UFC physically, okay? We're not. We're not the WWE physically. We're not. But talking smack and creating content and being emotional, not physical, but being emotional, being communicative. We can do all of that. All of it. All of it. And hell, like the Seattle guy said, if you want to go fist to cuffs, I'll help pay part of your fine. 
if it, if what it takes is that we got to get out here and start throwing up GoFundMe pages for 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 racers when they put on a good show, break the internet, and ticket sales go up on Friday night at Mooresville Dragway in North Carolina, and they're lined out past KB Race Shop. So be it. Let's do it. Okay, but please, please, please do not try to shove back emotion. Because I'm here to tell you right now, you talk about one of my sponsors in a post. Nah, dog. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Nah, that's not going to go over. Not going to go over. Just won't. It shouldn't. Work really hard. I'm loyal to my companies to take care of me and look after me and have been loyal to me. That's like messing with my family. So, no. Very... Again, feel free. Throw them at me. Send them on social media. Email me. I don't care. I will listen to your point of view. But here is the thing. Okay? I have emailed people who have went back and looked and tried to find cited references or examples of sponsors leaving drivers whether it was in NASCAR or drag racing over verbal or physical altercations with their competitors. I got zero. I got zero. So if you find one and don't be sending me some nonsense from Wikipedia, because that guy I think lives down the street over here in Evansville that updates that site. I'm here to tell you, send them to me. I'll have a conversation with you. I'm I'm willing to bet right now you're probably going to come up the same way I did, zero. Okay? Just zero. It's been been tough. It's been tough thinking and, and, and hoping and praying and going, man, you know, we got racetracks closing. Some of which, I, I mean, you know, God bless them. I mean, the Bandemir family. I mean, JB won World Series up there on the mountain with a nitrous car. I was sitting here with, with Die sick as she could possibly be there was nothing better it's a great place great family all of the all of the different types of events that they've put on up there that hurts right fast forward a few days echo i mean i mean there are some racket racers out there that remember the good old days at ACO. NHRA people. One of the best to ever hold the microphone, Bob Fry. He's got a an interview out there on, on uh, Competition Plus. You had to read that. Our sport, again, is impacted by money. That can be 
offered money to not be in the sport. Like the amount of money that Denver got, ACO got. Money that uh, pitcher was out of, you know, I'm recording this on Wednesday afternoon. There's a picture of Route 66 Raceway. It's a manufacturer's parking lot. And, you know, I I almost commented. I almost made a comment that somewhere someone did the P&L for it and said, guys, we can make more money 350 days a year by using this as leased real estate for vehicles than we can if we're open for 195 days to be a racetrack. So we'll open for 10 days to be a racetrack for a divisional and a national. And the rest of the time, we're going to hold on to the property and we're going to make money by making it a leased real estate holding lot. Now, I'm sitting over here going, huh, they didn't close. They didn't rip the tower down. They didn't rip the grandstands down. Not like Houston. Not like Agco. So, is it sad? Yeah. Does it still present the opportunity to go there and race each year? Yes. Can I find the glass refillable at that point? Absolutely. And if you can't, man, call me. I I, I mean, I get it. You might be a local racer there. Um, and I would tell you that the phrase that keeps going around now about, you know, you see it all over social media with these memes and, and, and pictures of racetracks that are grown up with weeds and everything. Yeah. Support your local racetrack. Support it. If you can, if you can go out on a Friday or Saturday night or Sunday afternoon, roll through the gate, spend 20 bucks, go buy a hot dog, a drink, a slushy, just hang out, see what's going on, and thank the owners for just keeping the damn gates open and staying after it, staying in the fight. Yeah, go do it. I know it's tough, especially if you're a racer and you're not in, like, you don't have a car to drive. You're like, God dang, last thing I want to do is go to racetrack and I got to watch. I'm that guy. I'm saying to you right now, yes, absolutely. I am a horrible spectator. It's why I either want to hold the race car, steering wheel, or hold a microphone. But I, I don't want to hold up a fence. That it, I'm with you. But it's what we have to do. Find a way to support. Tell a local company to spend 500 bucks with a racetrack with some advertising. 
help a local business. Help a, I mean, do something to help because it's all, it, I mean, it takes all of us. But in the end, local is where it starts. Not all of us are traveling racers. Okay. We get that. But you got to do something. And if you're a dirt track guy, do the same thing for a dirt track. If you're a drag racer and you're closer to a dirt track than you are a drag strip, well, go to the, go to the dirt track. Those are racers too. And guess what? There are sponsors out there. They need to be continued to evolve, to evolve and be involved in our sports. So, yeah. <laughs> Bet you guys are tired of listening to the rants. But, man, it's killing me. Turn it, you know what? I told y'all I turned 50. I was getting that damn bumper sticker. It said grouchy old guy. I had somebody last night send me a message and tell me that they they were trying to read my words on social media as if I was uh <laughs> as I was the the old guy. What what does it get off my lawn? Uh like and I was like, what? I mean, I'm not I mean I tease that I'm there, but I'm not there yet. Come on. Give me a break. I want to let y'all know I traveled 19 hours in a U-Haul truck from Charleston, South Carolina to Burlington, Vermont. And Emily and I, I she smiled and kind of chuckled. I looked at her when we made it to Burlington. And I said, do you know that I did not say MF her one time in this trip? I didn't honk the horn of the U-Haul. I didn't give anybody their number one symbol all the way up there. And that means going around DC too. And if y'all don't think that was an accomplishment, I wrote it down. And when I went to sleep in Burlington, the first night I told God about it, I said, look, it's a huge accomplishment today. I'm grateful for this. I need you to be grateful. So, we all can put the work in, but I'm still not the grouchy old guy yet. I'm getting there, but I'm not there yet. Try not to make me that guy. All right, folks, huge hot weekends out there racing. Again, I talked about it a while ago. The physical aspect of your body, your diet, water, what you're putting in, magnesium, salt. Keep salt in your body. Rice cakes. Eat some rice cakes. Do take care of yourself. All right. Take care of your loved ones. If you've got older loved ones out there, look after them during this heat. It's crazy. Crazy. Also, it I'm gonna I'm gonna do it a little more now if I can get back into this rhythm. I really do. I had a couple people ask me about the mental health and the physical aspect. I do truly enjoy talking about it so if, if there's you know and i don't want to kick rocks around stuff that i feel like is important because it's just in my head or maybe it's what i'm dealing with right oh um, and i i'm not going to lie i spend a lot of time in the gym during the week um focused on getting better getting stronger mentally physically uh emotionally 
So all three of those things kind of intertwine themselves together. So if there's those of you out there that have questions or concerns uh, with just, you know, whatever, want me to talk about something, don't hesitate. Send me a message. I'll be more than glad to talk about it on the podcast and give you one-on-one. I'll, you know, don't even have to mention you. Uh, but I'm just curious to what everybody else, what their thoughts are and, and what they need, right? Like, that's the thing. Like, I think for all of us, it's that we're all in the fight together uh, and to try to to be strong and support one another and and so forth. And it, it means a lot. It means a lot to me. Um, you know, uh, I say, you know. Somebody told me a couple weeks ago that. I was acting like I was somebody that was less worried about my possessions and more worried about how many people would be at my funeral. And they're not wrong. They're not. So uh, that being said, look after one another. Man, August is here already. It's hard to believe. Good God. The year is two thirds of the way through. Um, Keep rocking and rolling. Take care of yourself. Think. Think, 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 think. Okay? Think about what it is, how you can help our sport. Think locally. Think locally. And we're all going to get through it some way, somehow. Go give those other podcasts uh, shows a shout. Let them know that I sent you. They act like I don't, I don't listen to them. I listen to them. And uh, man, next week, huge week. Going to be a big announcement. Talking about that pro event next week. Oof, cannot wait for that Zoom call. Cannot wait. I promise you this. I will be talking about it next week on this show. We're going to talk about it. Wes Buck, Alan Johnson, the pro, Courtney Enders, those folks, the Freemans, and Tony Stewart. And there's nothing I think that's cooler than Tony Stewart being involved in drag racing events and activations. Period. Period. Love it. Love it. Straight up love it. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Do me a favor. Tell your friends we're back. Tell them I'm up. Give my buddy Cameron and his family a shout out. Watch them on YouTube. His kids are tearing up these motocross bikes. And I, I guess I'm going to have to, I don't know. I might have to figure out how to start this grandkid that I got coming. Uh-oh. Did I say that? I said that out loud. Yep. I'm going to be a papa. Wow. Said that out loud. Okay. Maybe I am the grouchy old guy. Anyway, give those guys a look. Frere Motorsports on YouTube, drag racing, motorsports, NASCAR, dirt track, all of it. Stay involved. Support it. We need it. If not, I'm going to be playing checkers on the beach, eating fish tacos, and drinking high noons. Folks, this week, racing rental cars. I'm out of here. See ya. Let's go.